What's up, all my fellow hustlepreneurs out there? Welcome to the Hustlepreneur Life Podcast, episode six. On this podcast, I'm gonna be talking about my brother's story. So if you guys don't know my brother, my brother is Jason, Jace Custom Betcher. Uh, unfortunately, we lost my brother in 2015 to a drunk driver. Um, he was my older brother. Um, he was 26 at the time in 2015. I'm currently 28. He would be turning 32 this year. Um, I think it's really important for me to talk and tell his story just because basically he is a big reason why I am what I am today or who I am today. Um, you know, obviously having an older brother, uh, a lot of the younger brothers I know can look, um, you know, tell their stories of how they looked up to their big brother and how much of a role model their big brother was. Um, we definitely clashed. I mean, we were brothers, so we fought, you know, whatever it may be. We got into fights and stuff like that, but that only made us stronger. Um, and just everything he went through um, as far as with business and different things. I mean, I just I always looked up to him. So um, I think it's going to be really cool to kind of tell the story um, about my brother and just it's more of a personal podcast today, um, but I think you can still get something from it. So um, without further ado, let's kind of just uh, let's jump into it and start talking about my brother. All right. So who is my brother? So my brother is, uh, like I said, Jason, Jace Custom Betcher. This is him right here. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, he was born in Lansing, Michigan in August of 1988. Uh, I'm from Lansing, obviously, too. We we're both born and raised there. I live in Florida currently. Um, unfortunately, like I said, my brother, uh, we lost him in 2015 on Valentine's Day at the age of 26 to a drunk driver. Um, this actually is his foundation page. So our family uh, has created the Jace Customs Foundation. It's a scholarship fund for um, high school students going, obviously, to college. Uh, specifically from Lansing Everett High School, which is where we graduated. So shout out to Lansing Everett. Um, if you don't know either, Magic Johnson came from there. That's kind of our claim to fame uh, when it comes to, um, you know, I guess, celebrities or the likes of that coming from our hometown. Um, but yeah, this is Jason. So uh, my brother was a graphic designer. He customized a lot of things, whether it be uh, shoes and um, decals and clay chains and different things like that. I mean, he was always out there hustling something. Uh, photographer, obviously entrepreneur, visual artist. Um, he would, like I said, do photography and videography. Um, he was a party promoter. He used to throw some epic phone parties, which we might see some clips um, a little later on those phone parties. But yeah, he kind of became known for that. Um, his business was Jace Custom Apparel and More. Uh, he started business shortly after graduating from Lansing Ever High School uh, while taking classes at Lansing Community College where he got his associate's degree. So, yeah, pretty much right after college or I mean, right after high school, he started a business um, and he did all this while working full time at Myers Warehouse. So I think that's that that's that hustle right there that we talk about the hustlepreneur life, um, you know, just kind of using that nine to five, you know, making the money or the the income you're getting from that and, uh, you know, turning it into something. Um, he was hardworking. Definitely enjoyed life at the same time. Um, he loved partying and doing different things like that. Um, but when it was time to crack down, I mean, he definitely did. Uh, he would make memorial t-shirts for people, charity t-shirts, flyers. Um, you know, he had a bright future. And unfortunately, like I said, it, you know, it was cut too short. But we're, we're looking to carry on his legacy. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this video is to really, you know, talk about, um, you know, my brother and... The legacy that he left behind within me that I feel, you know, like I feel the need to carry on his legacy and I'm real big on legacy. That's kind of my thing. Um, I have a clothing line called Royal Legacy Clothing that started with um, Crackalack. He's a music producer. 
uh, best friends and he was best friends with my brother also. So, I mean, everybody leaves behind a legacy. When, whenever somebody passes away, think about it, like Muhammad Ali, Kobe Bryant, all these people, what, what do they talk about? They talk about the legacy. Like what's that person's legacy? What, what was the legacy that lay, they left behind? And you don't have to be famous or a celebrity to leave behind a legacy. Everyone leaves behind a legacy. Every single person leaves behind a legacy. It's just up to you to determine what your legacy is going to be. Um, whether it's, you know, just touching a few people, whether it's your, your children or um, nephews, nieces, or somebody local, or just mentoring somebody, or again, just being a good person. Um, people will remember you for that. Um, and unfortunately, if you were a bad person, well, bad people get remembered too. And, you know, obviously that's not the way you want to be remembered is as a bad person. So definitely, um, you know, legacy is a big thing. And so, um, to kind of tell my brother's story, you know, when we were, uh, younger and when he was growing up and everything, um, you know, my brother basically, we had a love for money. I don't know if that's like a, a good thing to say. Um, I mean, we weren't like greedy or nothing, but um, I don't know if it's because we love rap music or whatever it is that we were into. Um, it's just money was cool. I mean, we, we learned, I guess, that having money can get you a lot of things. So I don't know. It was fun to get money. And, um, you know, our parents were hardworking. They worked at General Motors. Um, they're both retired from there now. So, I mean, they were factory workers and they, they pretty much instilled in us that basically you know, you work hard to get your money. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't come easy. So, um, you know, I definitely think that, uh, you know, that's what we, where we kind of learned that work ethic from. And as far as business goes, I don't honestly know exactly what sparked him. I mean, that's why I would have loved to have him on the podcast and be able to, to really, you know, go in tune. So I don't think I've ever really asked him that was like, what, what got you involved in, business you know i think again art he had a knack for art and graphic design and then i think in his mind initially it just became like oh how do i turn that into a business um because i like doing it or i'm i realize i'm good at it and again but like at a young age in middle school he used to um have my parents go to sam's club and buy uh like the bulk candies and he would sell the candies and i was too young at the time i'm four years younger than him and um, that was like, he was in middle school, so I was in elementary, so I wasn't selling candy when he was doing that. Um, but like it sparked my ideas and I was okay at drawing too. I used to do these little whack kind of like characters, but like I would try selling them like, oh, a dollar, like pick what I used to have, like I'd draw like eight of them and I would tell people like, oh, pick which one you want and I'll draw it for a dollar. So um, again, I kind of learned like that hustle from him. And, you know, from there, I remember making earrings like we used to make earrings for people in middle school and high school. And um, yeah, basically <laughs> we would take like these little rhinestone bracelet things that my mom would have and we would like cut them up and we would glue them together. And then my mom would get the backs for them because my mom was into crafting, too. Uh, my mom was kind of like the artist of the household. I mean, she did crafts and she could draw and stuff like that. So that's I think where we got that um, creativeness, um, you know, from her. And then um, all the hands-on kind of hard work, all that type of stuff, obviously, uh, came from my dad. He was always out building something or, I mean, he's always busy doing something physical labor um, related. But so, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> selling it, making the earrings and selling them. I mean, of course, they would break like crazy. Um, it wasn't that good of a business. We weren't very good at it. 
Um, they would last okay, you know, when we wore them and stuff, because we knew exactly how to like hold them without breaking them. But you know, when we would sell them, you know, you know, it's like people are missing rhinestones and stuff. But it was just kind of like the beginning of everything uh, for us. But I mean, again, as as you're kind of seeing, I mean, this is us way younger before any of that. But look at that money, you know, um, super excited to get money. Um, again, I don't know what that really sparked us into doing that, but here's. That's me and him. He's over there showing me how to do things, but it was it was really me and him a lot of the times, and and I learned a lot from him, and you know we did a lot together, obviously growing up, um, because we were in the same household together, um, and having an older brother, obviously I, I looked up to him. Again, he was bigger than me, he dominated me. I think that's where I learned a lot of my competitiveness from was from him, obviously, because he would not let me win anything. Oh my god. Oh, I'm telling you, like, yeah, there was no letting the younger brother win at all. Like, if I even remote, when I started to become able to beat him, oh my God, that's when things would get, yeah, things started to get really heated when, when that would happen. But I mean, again, at the end of the day, I thank him for that competitiveness because, and I, that comes from my dad too. I mean, my dad wasn't really big on like letting people win either. Um, obviously, he wasn't out there destroying us in games and stuff like that, but, um, he obviously wasn't going to let things happen easy and that helped instill in us again like that competitive nature and just you know knowing that you got to work hard to to get something so you know you got the combination of again okay so now you're, you're adding the entrepreneur kind of like selling candy making making a business out of selling earrings um and then like in high school um he started doing some shoes like he would take the air force ones and customize them uh, you know, put like patent leather on them. He would get like snakeskin leather and 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 glue them on to the where the Nike swoosh was. He would get velvet, crushed velvet, and put it in the um, kind of like the blockings of it and set it in there and glue it. I mean, he was making some dope custom earrings for people. Uh, or I mean, custom custom shoes for people. So uh, you know, I wish his page was still up. Uh, this is one of my favorite clips right here. Uh, I must have been at like his recess or I don't know what he had, but that's me running towards him. Pretty, pretty wholesome moment, I would say. Uh, it's pretty cute. But yeah, um, no, nah, I mean, I just, he, he would make the shoes, started customizing shoes. I mean, he had um, a couple art galleries that he had some of his art in. So that passion kind of instilled in him that, okay, I want to, again, and he got really big in graphic design in high school so it was like okay let's turn that into a business and at the time again i don't know exactly where he got the knowledge from that i wish i could have been able to like i said interview him and ask him exactly where he got that knowledge from but he basically started a business right after high school 18 years old got an llc and at that time i'm 14 and i'm thinking like oh wow like okay like my brother owns a business. Like I didn't even think that was possible. Like I, I had no idea you could do that at 18 years old. That, that's not just how we grew up. Like we didn't think about businesses. So like, it was cool that I'm thankful to have had him go through these things. Cause I did art. I drew like, you know, I like to think I started doing those things better than him. But again, thanks to him because I started earlier, whether it was baseball, like he played sports. My dad was the coach. I was four years younger, but I was playing with those guys. So like I was ahead of the curve on everything because of him. He paved the way. And like, you know, that was one of my biggest things uh, when he passed is just talking about how he really paved the way for me 
um, for a, a ton of things, like pretty much everything in a lot of the aspects of it. I mean, obviously now since he's been gone, you know, we've been, you know, doing things, but it would have been nice to have him here and we can, you know, ballpark things off each other or just, um, you know, spitball things back and forth. But I think, you know, it's it was it was great having that older brother and I, I think having older siblings you should definitely cherish that and if you are the older sibling I mean recognize that that you have younger siblings that are looking looking up to you I mean at the end of the day I mean regardless if they act like they aren't or they don't say they are like we the younger sibling always looks up to the older sibling always so I, I think that it's just he really helped me progress with, with, with art. And then he be, started doing photography and, and that's what allowed me to kind of get into photography too. But at 14 years old, I'm thinking like, wow, my brother's got a business, you know, he's doing graphic design. I got, I started getting into graphic design. I started learning. Um, also because of him, I started taking classes in school as well. And then from there, after the graphic design, I, I, as I got into high school more, I realized uh, we used to get this hookup. Um, Justin Bird and, and Ronnie McCoy kind of hooked me up with this guy, Robert Montalvo, because uh, we were into fashion. We were into dressing nice. So was my brother. Again, I, I got that from him. And even going to Everett, coming into my freshman year, everybody knew me as Jason's little brother. So I was able to hang out with like juniors and a couple seniors as a freshman because of my brother. So it was it was cool, that network. I mean, this kind of translates into you know what we talk about now with networking and stuff sure i had a network in high school of older people because of my brother so uh you know I, i'm again super thankful that i kind of had it easier you know than he did because nobody came before him at, at in those things like he came before me so it helped me out and um but yeah so ronnie mccoy and justin bird um put me on this guy robert montalvo who had like the hookup on all the dope clothes. Like I'm talking like expensive clothing for cheap because he was a sales rep for these these clothing lines and he would have these sample pieces. Well, when the season was over, he was not stuck with these samples, but he had these samples and those samples cost. So he would sell them, you know, for cost or for dirt cheap uh, to us to move them because they're pretty much old news and, you know, didn't mean anything at that point to him. But to us, it was like, man, we're getting these fresh clothes for the hookup price. And so we, um, but as I met Robert, I'm like, oh shoot, he's got his own clothing line called Raza. And he was pretty well known for that in Lansing. And then as I kind of started to think about like, oh man, because of my brother again, having his own business. Now I'm meeting this guy, Robert Montalvo, who's had a successful business. And I'm thinking like, excuse me, I'm thinking, wow, like I, I think I, like I want to start a clothing line when I, when I get out of high school. And so that's what I did. You know, when I graduated high school, me and my buddy Manuel, uh, we started Crazy Cartel Clothing, which my brother helped design the logo for. Um, it's the double C's uh, that some people might recognize, but um, you know, we did that for a while. And again, thanks to my brother, um, you know, we, we did that. Um, that's funny. This is a, this is us competing. Here's a competition of obstacle course. We would, we would always compete. Um, it was crazy, but yeah, thanks to my brother, you know, he, he made the logo and we continued with crazy cartel for a little bit. And then I kind of realized like, okay, crazy cartel, that was like my high school thing. Like I, I no longer, like I'm not trying to dress like that with sneakers and stuff. Like I wanted to, I like more of like a professional look. So 
um, and I wanted like a clothing line that had like a, a meaning to it. And so that's why I switched over to Royal Legacy Clothing. Uh, again, I'm huge on legacy, like I was saying. And so uh, I partnered with Nick, Nicholas Bazo, who's Crackalack, the music producer on Royal Legacy Clothing. And my brother would rock it. He would do all this stuff. He would wear it like crazy. But again, it was kind of thanks to um, him and Robert Montalvo for like kind of showing me that this was possible. This was possible to have a business and um you know when it was time to take photos you know we we always wanted to do everything ourselves from my brother like we never wanted to like hire anybody i don't know if it was because we were cheap or if it was because like nobody does it better than you like in the sense of when you have a vision it's hard sometimes to count on somebody else to portray that same vision and again maybe it's that hustle in us where it's like yo we're you know we don't have the money to hire people so we gotta do it ourselves so luckily my brother had a camera a really nice canon camera and so um, he would take photos for Crazy Cartel. And then when it became Royal Legacy, it was kind of like, well, I want to learn now. And so he would let me borrow his camera and we would take photos for the clothing line. And, um, you know, it was it was a good thing we had going. And unfortunately, you know, about it was about two years after we started Royal Legacy. We started Royal Legacy in 2013. Um, and then I moved to Florida in 2014. Well, again, you know, a few months after I moved, unfortunately, is when my brother passed. And, you know, it was a it was a it was a wake up call or it was a shock for sure. Um, you know, having lost my brother who seemed like, you know, we you know, we were life was great at the moment. You know, I moved to Florida. You know, he was doing his thing. Nick was doing his thing. And, and we were all kind of progressing um, with this ability to kind of like do a lot of good things. And unfortunately, when he passed, it just, you know, it made me confused it made me not know exactly what I wanted to do with my life anymore. I didn't know if I needed to move back to Michigan to uh, be by family again. I'm thinking, wow, I just moved six months after, you know, and I lose my brother. I said, I mean, do I really want to do this? I'm with, I'm with my um, girlfriend at the time, Mariah, who is now my wife. Um, she had moved and we had both moved down here. We thought, you know, life was going to be great. We're going to start our life. We're going to do everything. In Florida and you know unfortunately you know when we lost my brother it was just I was confused like I, I went back and I stayed like a month in in Michigan and I was really trying to figure out life I, I really had no idea I, I was lost I lost like 15 pounds I'm a, I'm a skinny guy anyway so um, skinny year I would say I, I know how to bulk up a little bit when when I'm hitting the gym but um, yeah I had lost 15 pounds which I could not afford to lose so I was pretty I was pretty frail at the time, like I wasn't eating. It was it was a very tough time. And I think what was great about it was just that I had this moment and I don't know if it, I kind of say like, I feel like he came to me and kind of spoke to me, um, you know, in, in my sleep or in my conscious. And it was just kind of telling me at one point it just clicked like, you know what, like, I gotta get back to Florida. I gotta continue my mission. I gotta continue the plan. I gotta continue what I was doing because it shouldn't change now because it wasn't gonna change when he was still around. So I can't let it change now because that's what he wouldn't want to happen. Um, you know, and I mean, he was gonna help me move. When, when we moved, um, when I moved down to Florida, me and Mariah had like a small, tiny, um, kind of like one bedroom uh, apartment that we were renting from her uncle who owns residential properties. And uh, 
yeah, like it was too small. So we had to find a place. And I remember at the time I'm broke. I just got from college. Like I got no money, but Mariah had already been established down here and she had been getting stacking up the money. And I'm thinking like, man, like I can't owe my girlfriend money. Like I can't have her front all the costs because like, that's the last thing I want is like that pressure of like, damn, I, I owe her money. So, um, I had reached out to my brother because I knew at the time, I mean, he would have my back and I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, the security deposit, first month's rent, like all this stuff, you know, you know, I need like 1400 bucks. Like, is there any way you can loan me that? And he was going to like, he was going to spot me the money. And you know, there's one thing for sure. I mean, he was always there for me, whether I needed 20 bucks for gas or help with anything, a ride. I mean, he used to pick me up from school and do different things like that. But, um, you know, again, we always had each other's back and that was the main thing, uh, you know, having each other's back and always being there for each other. Um, I didn't, I ended up not needing the 1400, but, um, you know, he was going to be there for me. And that's what kind of all that mattered is that, you know, we were there for each other, even if we weren't living together anymore, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, I'm definitely thankful for the time I got to have with him and, I think now I feel like I have him watching over me and being able to progress like that. Um, you know, it, it really, it really helps, you know, just feeling like, you know, he's there with me. Um, that helps kind of cope with it. Obviously we all cope differently and grieve differently, but you know, I just think about all the good times and the times where he, uh, you know, I feel like where I've learned a lot from him and everything that I learned learn from him, you know, it's a reminder every day that he's still with me and that he left behind. Like I said, he left behind a legacy within me. You know, a lot of the stuff, characteristics and stuff that I have actually came from him. You know, a lot obviously come from my parents as well. But when it comes to business and entrepreneurship and and stuff like that and the graphic design and photography, I mean, it all he planted the seeds and, you know, it, uh, you know, it helped, you know, progress me in life and I'll forever be thankful for that. So, I mean, we created a foundation, like I said, in his name. Um, so the foundation, like I said, is going to be, um, a scholarship fund. Uh, we're taking donations of course. So if anybody likes to donate, you don't have to, there's no requirement obviously, but it's the Jace custom foundation. So JS custom foundation.org. I'm going to leave a link in the YouTube bio here. And I think all the podcast um, audio bios should have this as well, the link. But you can donate here uh, using PayPal. We use LEAF. It's the Lansing Education Advancement Foundation. So they're the kind of the gatekeepers or they're the holders of like the money and everything. Um, they're who um, we're working with to give out the scholarships. Um, we tried giving out the first scholarship um, in 2020. Unfortunately, COVID obviously messed things up. So we weren't able to give out the first scholarship last year. So this year, you know, fingers crossed, we're going to give out the first scholarship. Uh, we have to kind of see how much money we have in the fund and then determine what we're going to do. Uh, but the initial thing was each year that we're going to give out one $1,000 scholarship. So if we have more money in there, we're going to determine if we give out more multiple scholarships or if we bump up the scholarship. Uh, we It's about that time now where we'll be going through that. And determining, uh, you know, what we want to do. We're working with, like I said, Lansing Ever High School. So if you have any kids or know anybody that's in graphic design or art, um, they do have to be in that field of um, creative, pretty much arts, uh, to get the scholarship. Uh, again, that's what Jason was kind of going for. So we want to continue his legacy and help kids out 
uh, like that. Here's some of the eligibility requirements uh, for those people. Uh, and again, they, they can go to Miss Collins over at Lansing Everett High School. She's uh, we're going to be working with her even more uh, to try to help you know get uh, some kids some valuable uh, money for scholarships. And this is the only way we're really taking donations at the moment. Um, again, COVID kind of messed up things because we planned on doing some uh, different events and different things to help raise money. Um, but maybe this year we can start doing that. But if not, we'll get we'll get to that in, in a year or so. Um, but this is our way of continuing on his legacy and helping other people uh, progress in life uh, in Jason's name. And again, my I think my family is very proud that uh, we were able to do this uh, for him in his name and, you know, be able to show that, you know, you know, even when you pass, you know, you, you can still be remembered. You can still your life can still live on, um, even though you're not physically with us, um, you know, spiritually and uh, in thought you're with us. Um, here's here's some clips of him now when he became Jace Custom and was doing the phone parties and doing the party promotions and stuff like that he like I said he kind of became uh, slightly known for the phone parties that he threw and he uh, you know as Jace Custom he really took on that Jace Custom name and started to brand himself and, I, and the future was bright I mean he was going to branch himself into a lot of things and I think that's what's big on that the whole hustlepreneur is that he had multiple um, streams of revenue I mean he was doing so many different things under one umbrella but he didn't handicap himself and, and eventually he would have he would have narrowed down even more and he started to do that he started to stop making custom shoes as much and he start you start to find your niche i mean he started to obviously promote more parties and and do different things like that and that's what's good about having more than one hustle or trying different things is because you never know what's going to be your thing you know you might try this you might try like i said um you know, flipping uh, stuff on Craigslist. You might start by trying to flip uh, trading cards. You might try by, um, you know, obviously having a job or doing real estate or doing different things, whether it's music or anything like that. Just you never know what, you know, what's going to catch on. So you got to try different things, um, you know, especially if you're trying to make a living or make money or become an entrepreneur. You really just got to get out there and research and see what you like. It's just like school. I mean, unfortunately, school teaches us a million different things that we don't need. But the core idea of why they kind of do that is to see what you like. Like, obviously, going to school, I realized I hate history class. I love math. Like, I was big on numbers. I love math. So, um, but some people hate math. So, but you don't know until you try it. So, I wish they would do more entrepreneurial and tax-related and money-related things in high school. But, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. Hopefully, that will change eventually. But, um, yeah, definitely, I think, you know, it's, it's the same with business. I mean, you're going to fail. Like, I hate to say that. I think playing baseball helps me say that a little bit easier because being a great hitter, you get three hits out of ten at-bats. I mean, and you're pretty good. Um, so, that means you get out um, seven times. And you're still good. You fail seven times, and you're still a good hitter, you know? So, I think that's where it kind of translates into business as well, where it's like, you're going to fail, but if you succeed three out of 10 times, like chances are you're going to make it big or you're going to be pretty successful off of that. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I just, 
I love him. I miss him. You know, he, you know, he was a joy to be around, obviously, and well-liked. And I just think that, you know, unfortunately, his life was cut short. And I know we all miss him dearly. Um, this is kind of my tribute to him, his story. Uh, again, you can go watch the full tribute that does his whole life. But this is kind of me summing up what I learned from him and, and my honor to him uh, from for really, again, kind of me being who I am a little bit um, is because of the stuff I looked up to for my older brother. So definitely, again, um, I appreciate you guys tuning in, everybody who checked. Um, just like and subscribe the video. Uh, like the video, please. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're going to be doing more business podcasts, more real estate side hustle. You know, we're going to try having somebody on every podcast where you can learn something from, um, you know, from business and how to start a business from people who have actually done it um, and who have been going through it. And, you know, again, there's just a lot to learn. We want to create a network. You can go to the Hustlepreneur Life on Facebook. There's a like page where you can like it. That gives you the updates on the podcast. But you can also go to the private group. So once the private group hits 50 people, we're going to start actually like talking networking. We're, we're really going to get active in there and start spitballing ideas off each other. Um, you'll be able to share your business in there. We don't want you to solicit, but you can get ideas. Say, hey, you know, I just made my website. Like, can you let me know what you think of it? Um, so it's just different things like that. We want to help each other. It's a, it's a networking group, um, again, for all hustlepreneurs out there. So go to the Hustlepreneur Life. Um, try to join the, the private group. We'll accept you. Um, and then you can like the like page, obviously, on Facebook. You can go to Instagram at the Hustlepreneur Life. Um, you know, and like the Instagram, the Instagram posts motivational stuff. Um, it posts educational, uh, finance education and different things like that. And of course, then it gives you updates on the podcast. Um, but the Instagram is really going to help motivate you. So I, I would suggest following that. And again, we're, we're creating a network. So, um, you know, definitely check it all out. I appreciate you guys. Like I said, for tuning in, like I said, like the video, please subscribe to the channel and uh, check out the links below. Um, for the foundation and all the social media and all that stuff. And, you know, I hope you guys have a good rest of your night and please tune in. We have five episodes that came prior to this. So again, go check out the channel. Go check out the different ones. We have Desmond Ferguson that did Moneyball Sportswear, Global Brand. We have uh, Nicholas Bazo, who's Crackalack. He's a music producer, music entrepreneur. Um, you know, uh, he's been doing it for a long time. We had two brothers, uh, Iman and Ashkan from Extreme Body Nutrition. They run two supplement smoothie stores in Tampa, Florida. Again, successful family business uh, with two brothers. I mean, it's a great story of theirs. And then we had Shannon Weinstein, uh, who was a CPA, who is a CPA, uh, telling you all about business taxes. So definitely check that out. And then, of course, we had Jason Wojo on. Uh, he is really amazing at Facebook ads. Um, he helped really dive in and kind of talk a little bit more about Facebook ads because if you're in business, you should definitely be learning Facebook ads. So check it out. Uh, check out all the videos, like I said, um, and, and join the Hustlepreneur Life. You know, uh, It's going to be a great community, and we're going to have some more great podcasts coming further. So, um, you know, again, I appreciate you guys, and this is me signing off. Thank you for tuning in, and I appreciate it. I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you.